Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It was Andrew Barry, the Browns football guru, speaking at the Combine just a little bit ago. And you heard it right here on Basket and Phelps. You'll hear Kevin Stefanski tomorrow. Not exactly sure when Kevin's speaking. I believe it's afternoon. But uh, you'll hear that tomorrow right here on the show. Andrew talking about Nick Chubb and, and a little more Nick Chubb conversation than I thought we'd hear out of the combine, Andy. And I, whenever I hear anything about Nick, I'm sad. You want to know the truth. I, Nick, to me, is a, he's exactly what you want a football player to be. Guy works hard, produces like crazy, and is a good teammate. I That was one of the saddest things I've seen happen to one of our players in a long, long time. When yeah. And now all we can do is sit here and cross our fingers and hope that he's okay and good to go at some point and resume his career. Um, I, I mean, if you wanted clarity, I think a little bit on, I mean, the Browns don't have to talk to his agents. They can just bring him back as is. I mean, right. Well, no, if, if, he, he's you good could, for you 2024 could, if Yeah, you, you could to. flat out bring him back, but yeah. you're talking to his agent because you're not going to bring him back at that price. Well, and that's what he's saying. Right. Yeah, and that, my, that's my point is is that, you know, we're talking to his agents or his, his reps means that, you know, they want to be able to, you know, wiggle a lot of this current contract, which makes sense. I, I, I mean, I understand all that, and I'm also looking at, you know, the potential out and the dead cap hit of, what, $4 million? So... Yeah, I, I mean, that was uh, – to hear that little part of it, you just kind of double down on the fact that they, they are talking to his agent, so they need to figure out something. I mean, we kind of knew that already, but it was interesting to hear him well, actually admit it. We would have been stunned otherwise, right? Probably, but I, he didn't have to say that. He could have just said, hey, he's under contract next year. Well, let me, uh, let me bounce this one off of you. He didn't have to say that. Too many stories that I saw over the weekend from football writers from around the country – Cut casualty, cap possibilities, Nick Chubb was included by almost everybody. And so was David Njoku last week. Do you think there's any way that the Browns flat out cut Nick Chubb to save money? Um, I mean, to renegotiate the deal, do they have to – I'm just asking as a matter of, you know, crossing I's and dotting T's. Do they have to cut him and re-sign him to, to null the contract? I don't believe so. You can just completely renegotiate the current contract. I believe so. Okay, just sure. making sure. Yeah, as long as everybody's in agreement. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, I mean they have, they just they have to do this. I think we all understand that. We all get it. Nobody wants him to be hurt. Everybody wants him to be back at where he was playing before. I don't want to have to read into 
the sound bites and try to figure out stuff. I just just do what's right by Nick, do what's right by the Browns as much as you can, and then you know let's just figure this thing out. And you know, I, again, it's got to be incentive based because you, you just it's not you know the, it's going to be a trust factor thing here about you know trying to be able to come back from a massive injury and be what you were at some point. He's going to take a hit. I mean, he's not looking at what fifteen million next year. Ugh. Or twelve point cash is twelve point two million. Cap hit is fifteen point eight. More from Andrew Barry on Nick Chubb. I agree with everything you just said, Andy. I I think he's right. Nick's clearly a difference maker. I think he's if he's not the best running back in the game, he was one of them when he was healthy. He just called him the best running back in the game. Well, that's because he's his guy. And you know, you can debate that all you want, who's the best guy or Nick's in the conversation. So I don't I don't know that there is a best running back in the game, but there are several of them who I think are in that conversation, and Nick's one of them when he's healthy. But he's right. The run game predominantly predicated on the strength of the offensive line in the scheme, and our team knows how to run the ball. And the only time, and you can go back and look it up, after Nick went out, the Browns ran the ball really well until they started losing offensive linemen, and in particular, Dewan Jones. And when that started happening, they started having issues with the run game. And that goes back to what he just said about the the strength of the offensive line. So this team knows how to run the ball. They showed they know how to run the ball without Nick Chubb. So I would assume, let's, can we wrap up this Nick Chubb? But it's also team rush, not individual rush. I think that's the difference between having Nick, because he only had, what, 101 uh, after Nick got hurt twice, the Browns ran for over 100 yards. An individual rusher ran for over 100 times. But 100 team yards. rushing numbers were really pretty good until the offensive line got hurt. They were still hanging up near the top of the league. That is weird, though. You know, Ford had the two 100-yard rushing games, and Chubb had one to start the season. They were they were still pretty good. And if the offensive line comes back and it's healthy and you have Jerome Ford and Pierre Strong and you add somebody – either draft or free agency, whichever way they want to do it. If they want to listen to Andy, go ahead. Want to listen to me? Go ahead. Sure. <laughs> I, they can run the ball. We just, all, we just all hope, and we all pray, that Nick Chubb will be healthy and able to resume his career and do it here in Cleveland. Eric is in Akron. Hi, Eric. Hey, Eric. Hey. Hey, how's it going, guys? Great, thank um, you. I, I'm, I'm with Andy. I, I think we should draft a running back. Um Look, I, I mean, you're you're never really going to replace Nick, but obviously you're going to have different running backs to go out to the free agent market. Yeah, you're paying for the they're kind of more of a proven commodity, but on a team where salary cap's an issue, like I don't I don't think you can pay as much for that right now. And if whether Nick's back in week nine, week six, whatever the estimation is, Nick will be back at some point. And presumably, Eric, you don't. We don't. I, I hate to. I hate to say it. You don't know that yet, Eric. He's well, going to try. I, I, I think Eric. I, I. I mean, I'll be surprised if we don't see him back in some way. Otherwise, he retires. He's either back or retires. That's all. I, those are the only two options I can see. I, I just. I can't see him. I, he will put the work in to get there to try to be what he was, and I, I think he. Agree, I, I think we all agree that. Dano. All right, gentlemen, Andrew Berry is currently holding his sidebar. So after the combine, because it is such a short period of time, typically the guys will do sidebars. We will have that audio for you when he stops speaking. 
He's still currently speaking. But a couple things are coming out of this that are worth noting. Uh, one of them being Andrew Berry saying that the Browns will host the Vikings for joint practices, and they are heading back to the Greenbrier for nine to ten days of training camp Woo-hoo! again. Greenbrier, here we come, baby. Nine to ten, huh? Nine just... to ten days they are heading back to And what if they to have the to Greenbrier. go to Brazil, too? I'm just, uh, what do you, like, I, like I'm accusing you of this. The way it followed up was like, so, Mr. Medigan, what if they go to Brazil? Like, I don't have that answer. Well, I'm just saying that's a long, I mean, that's virtually no camp. If that's the first camp. By the way, a sidebar is when they have a press conference and then all the reporters the, pull someone off on, they pull whoever was on the dais. The local beat reporters talk. are talking to Listen, him now. For those of you that really haven't been in court, uh, now you know. It's a court term. I've watched a few good men. I know what wow. happens. Watch Liar Liar. I don't know. Was there a sidebar in A Few Good Men? I don't remember that. Do you? You need me on that wall. Yeah, but that I don't remember Tom Cruise asking for a sidebar. I, I don't either. Point of order. Sidebar, please. I didn't hear that. Nine to ten days at the Greenbrier. Dang. I'll tell you what, man. That league just spends money. <laughs> but they did feel it was beneficial. How much well, did we absolutely. talk about that? Down the stretch. Absolutely. They have great golf Are we taking our show to the Green Bar or no? I'm going to try to get us down to the Green Bar. Are we going for a week? Nobody else is going. Why not us? I can't see the Poobah Poobah paying for our food for a week. We'd be a blast at the Green Bar. We would have fun at the Green Bar. We would have a blast there. Kidding me? Can you see the Poobah picking up the tab for us? I hope he doesn't. Also coming out of this, and this is off of Mary Kay Cabot's Twitter page, uh, Andrew Barry also saying that The Browns have proposed a rule change to move the trade deadline back. The reasoning behind it being that when the season got expanded, the deadline did not expand with it. So his whole idea is we need to move this thing because we've made more season. Therefore, there's more time. What do you guys think of moving the trade deadline back? You know, they moved. How long ago did they move it back? They moved back a couple of weeks. A couple of years ago, they moved it a couple of weeks because it was much earlier in the season. I don't mind the idea of pushing it back a little bit. I mean, seriously, you never you never know, you know, who's going to get hurt and what's going to happen there. I don't – something more comparable to where Major League Baseball has it, like August 1st, something more comparable to what where the NBA has it. So it was Halloween this year, at least. It was Halloween, so it was that week. How about Thanksgiving. What does that give you? Four weeks left in the season? Five? No, it gives you like six because you play regular season games in January now. Two thirds of the way through the season. Yeah, yeah, I think they're right. I do think they should change the trade deadline. I think that's. I don't. No one talked about it. It does make sense. I think. It? I think it's a good idea. And to be honest with you, they probably should move it based on what they believe is going to be an eighteen game schedule, not a seventeen game schedule, well, because it's going to happen eventually. Or you can, you when they go adjust, to eighteen, yeah. then you have to adjust. Yeah, you can adjust. I, I just think that's interesting. Greenbrier bonding, Andy. As forgive me here. I I couldn't care less whether they go to the Greenbrier, whether they go to Berea or whatever. I, I do know that stories about training camp off of your own campus those are legendary. Browns in Hiram. Browns at Kent State. Browns in Berea. Not so much. You know, and I, I've always I've always thought, and, and this is why I think, I, I could give you pros and cons. This is why I think the Greenbrier is a good idea. If you start training camp in Berea, 
when you start training camp, late July, it means you're working at the same place in that environment with those hours and that intensity straight through and until hopefully February, you know? And yeah, I kind of like what we've been doing here for 12 for years. Except for one thing. Yeah. Let's be, let's be real honest. That's okay. Uh, our, we're not working 12 hours a day. We're not coaches. I'm working 12 hours a day. I don't know about you, man. You should see me. Well, yeah, because after you leave here, you tires. go coach hockey. Uh, it's more than that. Are you kidding? I'm, I'm, I'm jumping through tires. I'm, I'm hitting the sled. But you know what I'm saying? If you're a coach and you're doing that wacky stuff and putting in those 12 to 18-hour days, good Lord, man, you're in that building constantly. I would think it would truly break it up and keep you a little fresher mentally if you're working somewhere else. Um, I think it keep, keeps the focus on football when you're on the road and you're you're set to the agenda. Well, especially if you, can you. Do, if you can go home if you're training in Berea, right? You but know? you don't. You're not going home if you're in. Like if I'm a veteran, I don't know that I'm digging this. I exactly. Mean, I'm sure the veterans are all into this, but you know it depends what their commitment is to the team and if they believe that. Oh no! Don't having, go there. Well, I'm just saying if you if you're going to sit and whine about it as a veteran. Then it's just all about the paycheck. I don't know I, from oh, what I heard, from what I you know from what we heard that Greenbrier experience was one of the reasons these guys were able to stick together through tons of adversity last year. So that the veterans did buy in, that they did believe in what they were doing last year. That if they can bring their family with them, it's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Little vacation with your family. Dad's going to work today. He's going to go hit the field. We got to go in the weight room. We got to practice this afternoon. It's raining. Let's go in the bunker. We're going to go do some 11 11s. And you guys chill, and then I'll be back for dinner or after our team meal. We can practice running plays in the bunker. We don't have to throw. Do it in the lobby of the hotel. <laughs> Ooh, look out for that chandelier. A oh, man. That's all right. Jimmy will write a check. Don't play ball in the house. So, again, this is off of Andrew Barry's sidebar, which is taking place now. We will have that audio ASAP so that you can hear Andrew Barry addressing with the reporters of the local media. The rule change submission is having the trade deadline moved back two weeks from the end of October to mid-November. Like Thanksgiving. Almost. Well, two weeks, though, right, doesn't that, that allows for week 18? Is it you only added one week? For the trade deadline. Yeah. Why would week 18 play into a... Here's what I'm saying. You want to move it two weeks, not one. They no, only but you, you can adjust week. later. Yeah, but if you've added one week, then you would push it back one week, right? That's a that's a down-the-road thinking Andy Bassett. Yeah, right I was going to say, you're... <laughs> I Okay, I get it out. I thought Did you meant just for next year where you're already adding in the 18th game. Okay, now I'm tracking. No, now I'm just saying that if you... you might as well, so this way you don't ever have to change it again. Right, now It'll I'm tracking. Be Sorry, I wasn't tracking. Yeah. I'm just saying. Just... Thinking ahead, you know, that's you could all. change it again. It's only a date. Why? Why can't you just admit that I'm right? Like, why well, is that when, so when difficult we, for when you? When we get there, I will. Wow, <laughs> that's hurtful. No, Andy even laughed at that. Look, you he, think he, I he's laughed trying at not that. to laugh? That's hurtful. He's right, trying man. not to laugh. I am apparently tough, more of executive vice president, football operations, and general manager Andrew Barry coming up. Either on Baskin and Phelps or with with Nick and the gang coming up in the afternoon. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Right now in Indianapolis. That's where we find out great tidbits like, here comes the Greenbrier again. Do you want to go? No, I don't play in the NFL. Do you want, I wouldn't mind going to Greenbrier. See? I think it'd be kind of fun. Great. It'd be Baskin and Madigan. You going with me? Dan, you going? I'm in. Let's go. All right, we're out, man. I'll stay here. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, when is that? Watching the guys would be fun, though. Somewhere in August. Kids in school? Uh, That could be a problem. Oh, I don't care about the school part. I care about high school football. (laughs) Are you kidding? I don't want to miss high school football. No matter what, I'm in. I'll go hang at the Green Bar. Hennigan's going. You just want to see the bunker. I'll bring the sticks. Oh, you're darn right I want to see the bunker. Oh, my gosh, that's like 1-1 of why I want to go to the Greenbrier. Everything else is whatever, the practicing, the hustling, the sweating, whatever. I don't care. I want to see the bunker. I wonder how much produce they threw out over the years at the Greenbrier. You're joking, right? Keeping that thing stocked up for the president just in case we ever needed it. I'm sure somebody ate it somewhere along the way. Yeah, I hope it was like donated or. Well, I hope so, but I wonder. man. I mean, you're supposed to keep that place stocked, right? Well, not everything's going to keep. I don't now you have me wondering when high school football starts. Oh my god. It started Andy, uh, come back. Well, I mean the regular season started August fourteenth last year. Come back, week, Andy. So. I mean spam lasts pretty long. That's true. Might you, be able to keep uh, that stock. Put in tuna there. fish in there. Tuna fish. That's but a good one. Sar- sardines, you're even though put you're mayo probably, in there. If you got a window in the bunker, that's where you want to use what the if sardines. The president doesn't like sardines. I hope he doesn't. I can't get behind sardines. Why would a president eat sardines? <laughs> Come on, man. Well, it's like that whole thing of, you know, everybody's got tastes of what you grew up with, and other people look at you like you're nuts because you enjoy those kind of things. Don't you know, make like, me Google this. Like, you get the people who, you know, grew up on the farm, and so they... So I, I double-checked with people the People order poop haggis off. in restaurants. Like, why would anyone want to eat haggis? Oh, somebody had sardines as one of their... Every president's favorite food. This is not to be political. I double-checked with, with the with like Garfield. As I try to get the show back on the tracks. I double-checked with the Pooba. John Adams was hard cider. And I asked him. It's not bad stuff. Did you hear the name Flacco mentioned from Andrew Barry? And he said no. And he said. I didn't I, either. He, he didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. You didn't hear it. And Pooba said and accurately. What if, if somebody had asked him about Joe Flacco, he would have had a standard free agent answer. Probably right. Yeah. Probably right about that. Yeah. And I said, what if somebody had asked him. Are you convinced the DTR is your backup quarterback? And Poobah said, now that's the question. Oh, because, well, if Poobah says that's the question, then that's Well, no, because that. that could have led to more, you know, could have led. To some well, what do you s- think he would give you a standard answer on DTR? We were, you know, 
Unfortunately, the injury curtailed what we could have maybe seen at the end of the season. Um, you know, we did put him in a high-pressure situation in the beginning of the season. Uh, we are looking forward to uh, his future with the Browns. Why do we ever run press conferences? Why don't we just have Andy ask? Thank well, you. I could just answer I'll all ask questions. Andy questions. Wait, oh, first let me start with this. Jeff, uh, really good question, and I'm really glad you asked that. Now I'll give you the answer. But I can't tell you anything. Andrew Jackson liked leather, leather britches. You ever heard of leather britches? No. What is that like? Yeah, I've I've heard of them. You they have, look, they you look have? pretty good on good-looking people. They're good to look at. Oh, I see where you're going with that. Trying to go to a yesterday joke. <laughs> Your well is not good. Uh, Jackson, it had green beans cooked with bacon. Oh, that is pretty good. Green beans cooked with bacon is really good. I always drop it. bacon bits into green beans when I cook Oh, them. man. Mm. Not feeling good. William Henry Harrison. Want to know what his favorite food was? Well, he died 30 days into office, yeah, didn't yeah. he? You want to know why? Squirrel, okay. squirrel stew. That's why. That's why. Tastes like chicken. Squirrel stew? James spoke at it, right? When I, was in, when I was in Beaumont, a buddy of mine's family was from the kind of sticks of Louisiana. Yep. And I went over for dinner one night, and Mrs. Johnson was serving food, and she said, here's you know this and this. And Jeff, this is squirrel. You won't you won't hurt my feelings if you don't have any, but I would be like, no, thank you. Guys, Thanks for playing. The guys like squirrel, so they they cooked up squirrel and had it for dinner. James Garfield, one of our own. I drive by his little uh, place he was born every day. Squirrel soup. What is the deal, man? Ah, how did this country ever get to where it is? Squirrel soup. We ate a lot of squirrels, apparently. What? What do you guys think? Do you guys think the Browns need to kill this draft? Like, is this a really important draft? Thank you for, for getting it back on the tracks. I got William Taft, steak and potatoes. <laughs> that's my man. Well, that's what I was trying to ask about the quarterback stuff. Steak and potatoes. That's why I went there. No, I don't think they need to nail the draft. They don't have a first-round pick. Well, if you, could, not... if, if you could find two guys in the second and third rounds who are actually really good contributors, then you've done a nice job. And I think they won't be drafting two in the fifth and two in the sixth. They'll be trading up from something like that. The only reason that I bring it up is because if you look at teams with sustained runs being really good. You kind of need that draft in there that you absolutely just kill. You know, like the Rams had that draft where they brought in a whole bunch of different guys who really helped them out and helped to extend this window. The Kansas City Chiefs had one of those drafts about two years ago where they brought in all all sorts of guys. Uh, McDuffie was a part of that draft. They brought in a pass rusher, linebacker. I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but... They had a draft that they absolutely killed because you brought in this whole wealth right. of cheap investment to help sustain that run. Well, but let me let me throw this at you, okay? Has Andrew Barry killed a draft? No. Mm-mm. I don't think he has either. Has he made some good picks? Yes, I think he has. We only have I, two I, picks in the top 100 kids. I, 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 I'm not he, cool your Jets. You know what I'm saying? Well, I but Andy, teams that draft well in the – fourth, fifth, sixth rounds are the teams that, boy, it's cheap. And if you can get cheap productivity, that's the way to do it. When's the last time the Browns had a killer draft where they didn't have a first-round pick? Oh, good I'll Lord. wait. There's putting a caveat on it. I'll wait. I think they've made some nice picks over the years. Um, but I, I think Andrew Barry's track record is that he's that most of the guys he's drafted are not guys who you think, yep, Nailed it. Um, just real quick, out of the first draft, okay? 
Jed Wills, Grant Delpit, Jordan Elliott, Jacob Phillips, Harrison Bryant, Nick Harris, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Those are names that we're familiar with because they've stuck with those guys. But how many of them can you absolutely say, yep, like that one a lot? Delpit? Yeah. That, that might be it. I'll give you Delpit. Yeah, I think that might be it. Because everybody else, you're just like, nah. And half of those guys could be gone. DPJ already is. Um, I, I feel confident in saying the Browns have never nailed the draft where they didn't have a first-round pick. In fact, I'm looking oh, but, back at but some But how of many teams do? Wow. And what's nailing a draft if you don't have a first-round pick? Rams did a couple years ago. Four, I, what you, how, what's a successful draft? How many picks have to stick? Three to four. Three, Three to four. four. I agree with that. Three or four good ones. I say that, too. They got Martin Emerson in the third round in 2022. You don't uh, think that was a good pick? I think it was a great pick. 86 could have been Followed decent. That up Webster with Alex Slaughter Wright. was a great pick in 86, but then you got Nick Miller, Jim Meyer. And you mean Mike when, when Andrew Berry was in the womb? Let's, let's worry about when since Andrew's been I, here. Well, you just, you know, I'm just you know, giving you information based on what you said. That 85 draft was not very – Reggie Langhorn was good. I didn't say it. You said without a first-round pick. Well, I'm just saying they just – I mean – I'm just looking at what Andrew Berry's done. Okay, I'm looking too. All right. Um, Emerson and Wright. What's his ago? best draft then? It might be that one. Might be the 2022, at least for now. Emerson, Wright, uh, Perry and Winfrey, David Bell, and Cade York didn't play out. Jerome Ford seems to be working Michael out. Michael Woods pretty is well. still here. Yeah. yeah, but we're not sold on those other guys. And Dawson Deaton's still around. I think you could actually say that Dewan Jones in the fourth round last year makes that a successful draft in and of itself if he continues to grow from where he is. But you took Tillman and Siaki Ika. How about Whipler? I mean, he's your six-round pick, and he's got a chance. Got a chance for what? To play next year. He'll play. Where? He could play. Why you got to be so negative, man? I'm not negative. You Just are. tell me I, where. You've got, I mean, a, you've got kinda, a Pro Bowl center. you got two Pro Bowl as guards. As a backup Where's that might see some time, I think they liked his development behind. And I think he's just fine as a backup lineman and perhaps one day becomes a starter. Yeah, that's what but, I'm saying, but too. But next year is not the year he's, I'm expecting him to be a major contributor. I don't know. I watched the way this team got injured last year. You better be ready. I know, but you just said he's ready to step in. Well, no, I'm saying he's ready to be a contributor as a backup. If they need him, sure. I, Which I, makes that draft a little bit more successful. That's okay. what I'm saying. All right. I mean, look at the at the bottom end guys on these drafts. If and they truly nail it with DTR, you got something else to talk about there. Doesn't feel real good right now. You know Kate York, he I, blew that one. I don't. I can't say the DTR doesn't. What did, what did anybody expect from a fifth round rookie quarterback? Uh, did you watch the preseason? Did you answer the phones? I thought after he was preseason? really good. Thought he played okay. Yeah, I did too. I, I wanted him to be healthy, and I thought he I was think actually he's a good. Compliment for your. He had a terrible partner. first first shot at it when Dejon bailed late when he got you know when he wasn't up to stuff or whatever it was, and DTR stepped in against Baltimore and it didn't go well. I you know I don't think you can judge a guy on that, and so I, I I'm giving that kid every opportunity to still make it. I I just. If you look at the draft history since Andrew Berry's been here, a couple of good ones toward the top, early picks. And I, I would like to see more of the hitting on hitting on picks that work. Like in 2021, Greg Newsom, I like Greg. Yeah. JOK, yeah. really played out. And then Anthony Schwartz, James Hudson, who I think can play. He's, he gives you depth. Tommy Togiai, Tony Fields, Richard LeCount, Demetri Felton. Your batting average isn't very good there. Well, did four work out on that? 
Did you get four? Did Hudson work? One. Newsom, yes. Cormoa, yes. Hudson and Fields are okay. Hudson, okay. So that's not a successful draft then? If you've got to get four? Well, you, you if you get two front-line top players, I think that's pretty good. And I think you did there with Greg Newsom and JOK. And, and jury's still out on Hudson and Fields. But Felton, LeCount didn't work. Tommy Togia didn't work here. Anthony Schwartz. I'm just looking at. I mean, there's some real glaring spots that haven't worked, and that's this team drafting wide receivers. Is I'm, it because I'm, they can't evaluate it, or is it because they're just waiting and taking what's left? I'm trying to look at the team's best draft, like even in the last 10 years. And then you have to, basing it on. Wow. Ooh. Well, I'm, I'm back to 20. You're cringing. I'm not, yeah, I'm not feeling real good. You know, I, Andy, I, 2011 I wasn't, I, I, I couldn't right now. I couldn't care less about what somebody other than Andrew Barry did in the draft. Yeah, I got that. I Unless understand. it's John Dorsey passing on Josh Allen, but I'll, I'll let that go. Yeah, no, you won't. You'll, Maybe you will never let that go. Maybe. Why don't you just hold up your right hand, put your hand on your heart and say, I will never let that go. Could you just imagine, say it, say could, it. Could you imagine if he had taken Josh Allen? And you had Josh Allen, Denzel Ward, and Nick Chubb out of the same draft. Yes. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen would be on his fourth team. <laughs> they would have had no patience for him. He would have thrown a whole bunch of picks like he did in year one. Uh-oh. It would have been a See, train that's, wreck. That's unfair. And the Browns would have had no patience with that's it and unfair. ditched him. That's Dan, unfair. you are a thousand percent correct. I disagree. The fan that. base would have ran him on a town yep. on a rail, tar and feathered. Disagree yep. with that completely. Yep. They would have but had we'd have no a new patience. stadium. We'd disagree with stadium. I think you're completely wrong. I think you're completely right, if that makes you feel better. Thank you. You're welcome. I've always liked you better. He has been so negative. Mm-hmm. I just It's like we don't even know I, I, without question. I try to present realistic go? facts, and you guys think they're negative. Well, Jeff, maybe it's time to look in the mirror. Honestly, they would have had on, no on patience. Facts There's reality? no way they would have waited. No patience on no Josh Allen. He's right. They, they waited a while on Baker. They, Did they? Because they went after Deshaun while he was still they successful They also had here. playoff success. I'm just saying. I mean, they went after Deshaun after he had success. Do you think this organization is going to ruin everybody who comes in? I, I don't think that's a fair thing to say. I don't think so, but quarterback seems to be kind of a special position for this team. At that point in the organization, yes. Are you Team Baskin Menigan? 216-474-0092. Oh, or are you Team Phelps? Go to break. Josh, yeah, when Josh Allen entered the Go league. Go to break. How many picks 52. did he have? 52.8% completion oh, percentage. Oh, no way. Go 10 on. touchdowns, 12 See picks. you later. I'm trying to go to break, Pooba. I don't want to be late. Oh, look, and now he's going to call the teacher on us. Who wants to? Hit the commercials. Nobody wants to play after school with you. Hit them. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.